They're saying, if it's terrible, it's down to the government in Westminster. Even though, and if there is a long-term problem of dumping in the area, it's not a particular problem because Labour Council has never dealt with the dumping in those particular locations adequately and has no intentions to do so in the future. Lord Mayor, this is not an acceptable way to be running the Council. In the Six months ago, the whole changes were cost-neutral and they were told to us that it was nothing to do with saving money, but everything to do with improving the environment. Lord Mayor, it hasn't saved money, that is very true. It hasn't improved our environments. We've been given the offer of financial help to actually reverse this and make sure that we do improve our environment. And as a council, we'd be derelict in our duty if we didn't even look into the details. I move the motion unamended, Lord Mayor. I'll, I'll now put the amendment. Those in favour of the amendment say aye. Those against say no. The amendment is carried. Voting on the amendment as the substantive motion, those in favour say aye. Those against say no. I declare the amended motion to be carried. Item 13, motion, loan sharks, Councillor Sue Murphy to propose. Thank you, Lord Mayor. It's clear that the government's growth strategy just isn't working. We're in a time of stagnation. The economy grew by just 0.1% in the last quarter, and growth forecasts are being revised down by everybody from the government themselves to independent forecasters. It's quite clear they've got it wrong. We can see that today with the release of the latest unemployment figures. Unemployment is rising. It's now the highest it's been for 17 years since the last Tory government. Over 2.5 million people unemployed. And amongst that, almost 1 million young people are out of work. Chris Grayling this morning tried to say it's not actually as bad as that. Only 400,000 of those young people are actually claiming job seekers allowance. The rest of them are just looking for work. But 991,000 young people in this country looking for work and not unable to find a job is a scandal. And the Tory government, propped up by the Lib Dems, should hang their head in shame. Another independent report this week published by the AFS about poverty. You can roll your eyes all you want, Charles Glover, because you won't be here to deal with it in 12 months' time, and we're going to have to pick up the pieces. The AFS say that over the next two years, by 2013, an extra 600,000 children will be living in poverty and an extra 800,000 adults of working age. The government have made a commitment to reduce child poverty, but it's clearly not working. And the AFS forecasts say that 3.1 million families will be living below the poverty line in just two years' time. 60% of those families will have at least one parent working. So we're not talking just about people who are on benefit, who are losing their benefits, having all their support systems cut. We're talking about families in work. They're facing wage freezes. They're facing inflation. And the same report says that median incomes will fall by 7% over the next two years. And people are turning to places for help. 
We've seen a rise of payday loans quadruple over the past two years. These are legal and easily available loans. You'll have seen them advertised on the television. They're easy to get. They say you can just simply borrow 50 quid or so to tide you over till payday. But if you look at the small print underneath, for the privilege of doing this, they'll charge you an interest rate of 1,727%. Some of them charge, it's not cheap, Jackie, some of them charge almost 4,000%. And far from being easy, when you go back to repay your loan, rather than accepting your repayment, they'll actually push you to take out another loan, to take out more money, or to come back next month when you're a bit short. It's a scandal, and these organisations should be regulated. It's nothing more than making loan sharking legal. There are ways of help. There are other sources of help out there. Amongst them are credit unions. 20th of October next week is World Credit Union Day, when we'll be celebrating the credit union across the movement across the world. South Manchester Credit Union in the city has over 1,700 members. Manchester Credit Union has over 6,500 members, and there are lots of others. The police credit union, the Copper Pot, is one of the largest credit unions in the country, so there is help out there. The Labour government supported credit unions with a scheme called Growth Fund, which enabled them to make exactly the sort of crisis loans that people are turning to payday loan uh, organisations for. Easily available loans at a rate of interest that was reasonable, that actually tidied people over when they have an emergency, and we've all had them, when your car breaks down, when your washing machine's broken, when you have a bill that you weren't expecting and you need money to get you through. But these are offered by a local organisation that actually offers help to people rather than just making money out of their misfortune. And we'd urge the government, when they're reviewing Growth Fund, to actually make sure that this scheme continues to help people in Manchester. We'd also urge them to extend credit unions to support people setting up their own business. There are plans on the table that haven't been made legislation yet for people to be able to, small, to borrow those small amounts of money to actually set them off on a path to self-employment. Very often they need 500 or 1,000 pounds and the banks simply won't lend them the money and credit unions should be able to do that. When the economy is in trouble, we're seeing more people in need, and they need protection from these people who are just making money out of their misfortune. Many countries around the world cap interest rates, and it doesn't seem to affect their lending policies in the same way that people say they're going to do. And we would urge the government to take this seriously and to take action to protect people. Thank you very much. Um, Councillor Peel to second that motion. Thank you, Lord Mayor. <laughs> I'm delighted to second this motion on an issue that is very important to me. I well remember my mum making us all hide in the kitchen when the provident man came calling. With the rent of five children to feed, some weeks she just couldn't afford the loan repayment. You'd always tell when it was collection day because the whole estate would suddenly go very quiet as everybody else did the same. The economic policies of this Tory Lib Dem government are making this a reality for more and more families across Manchester. Whether payday loans, higher purchase agreements or doorstep lending, the high interest rates and penalties they charge are hitting families across the city. And they're completely legal. The Citizens Advice Bureau, as Sue said, reported this week that the number of people taking out payday loans has quadrupled in the last two years to two million, with three million using home credit 
Lack of regulation is allowing legal loan sharks to rapidly expand their operations, taking advantage of the growing demand for finance from families who are struggling. You can see them everywhere. Cash Generator, The Money Shop, Provident, Wonga, Payday Loan Stores. This week I counted six in the city centre alone. Make no mistake, these organisations deliberately target the most vulnerable. 25% of people who take out a payday loan cannot get mainstream credit. Lenders argue the responsibility is on the individual to only borrow what they can afford to repay. But when every other avenue has failed, when you can't afford to pay the rent, clear cost structure that people can understand and which is much harder to circumvent than the cap on interest rates. It has been proven to work in many other countries around the world. Let's also tackle the notion that price caps will be harmful to customers. It is morally and economically unacceptable that the poorest in society have to pay the highest prices to obtain credit. High cost lending is the outcome of a deeply flawed credit system which does nothing to help people out of poverty. A cap on credit costs is the first step in rebalancing that system. The previous Labour government understood well the problems associated with personal debt. They introduced the Consumer Credit, Crack, the Credit Act, they took action on loan sharks, and supported the development of credit unions as an alternative source of loans and financial services. But this government are failing to tackle the urgent and fast-growing problem of high-cost credit. I hope that by passing of this motion, we can put pressure on the government to change their view and also send a strong message to these legal loan sharks that this city will no longer tolerate them preying on our communities. Thank you. Uh, Lord Mayor, we'll be supporting this uh, notice of motion. Um, I think the sentiments and the context in which it's put are um, something we would uh, definitely endorse, particularly the comments about um, the, the, the devastating effects that these sorts of uh, short-term loans and, um, uh, can have on individual households and the problem that is created by payday loans and, and all of the other paraphernalia that is often available too readily. And I think the point was made quite um, rightly by Councillor Murphy um, that very often the people who are compelled, forced to go and um, seek loans from, from people are people who cannot get access to credit anywhere else. And they're faced with the most desperate situation because they've got people banging on the door, bailiffs or, or other people or even other loan sharks asking for money. And very often what, what's happening is people are just simply paying Peter to pay, pay Paul to keep them for one day at least off the doorstep and buy them a little bit more time. Um, but what of course happens is that people then get 
get into a, a vicious cycle of trying to borrow more in order to pay back more. And that just simply cannot be right um, at all. So yes, we fully support the, um, the efforts being made um, to try to uh, regulate these, these areas. Um, but, but I can't help asking, um, putting to you and also to Council Appeal the question. You're criticising the current government and the, the problems that there have been, but you seem to ignore the fact that you were in power for 13 years. What were you doing during that time? Why haven't you taken action to regulate this area after 13 years of government? You're expecting the coalition government to do something, having only been in office for over 12 months, and yet you've had 13 years to try and sort this problem out. I think it's a bit rich to come here and start criticising us or the, the Liberal Democrats in coalition when you yourself have done nothing over the last 13 years to try to tackle this problem. Um, and the other point I would make, Lord Mayor, is that it, it is very important that you regulate and tackle the issue of these loan sharks, but it's equally important that you take measures to try to lift people out of poverty so they aren't forced to take on these sorts of loans. And I'm just going to mention um, a couple of things that what this government has done since it came into power to do that. Something that happened on the 1st of October this year, which was a 15% increase in the minimum wage in this country, which will take, according to the TUC, nearly a million people um, out of benefits and into work um, and will have a, a direct benefit on nearly a million people, particularly women and part-time workers. Now that is actually tackling the problem at the other end of really tackling low pay in the economy. Yes, the, um, the level of minimum wage should be more, but that's something that this government's been done, a 15% increase in the minimum wage, which um, I didn't see any comparable increases of that level when your government was in, in power. The other, the other factor that I think is very important is taking people out of paying tax altogether so that you put more pay in the pockets of ordinary people. And what this government has done is has actually increased the tax threshold so that there are a million people, nearly a million people who would have been paying tax, now not paying tax. So those are real effects for people on low incomes, people in, who are struggling in the current economic situation to make sure that they are not dependent on these payday loans. And those are real issues that I think we need to do. I also agree that we should be doing all we can, and I think I would hope that the executive member with responsibility for this area um, is, should do more to, to tackle the issue of um, encouraging the use of credit unions. I think that, according to figures I've looked at, only 2% of the population actually access or take out or make use of credit union um, lending in this country at all. That's an appallingly low figure when you think of the benefits that there are to people going down that, that route. And I think as a council, we should be doing as much as we possibly can to encouraging people to go down that route rather than going to the likes of um, high street lenders or, or, or payday loan companies, which clearly is totally unsatisfactory. So we do support this, this motion. I know that there is an all-party group looking at this issue, uh, which includes both Labour, uh, Conservative and Liberal Democrats to try to regulate, whether it's regulating the APR or whether it's doing something else to look at it. And I certainly hope that very shortly we'll see some real action on this and we don't have to wait another 13 years for a government to do something about it. Councillor Murphy, right of reply. Thank you, Lord Mayor. I, I think the reason that this 
issue is so stark at the moment is because your government, the one that you're propping up, is making people, putting people in a position where they need these kind of loans more than ever. They're struggling financially more than ever they were before. Um, I'm glad you're in favour of the minimum wage. Maybe you could tell your mates, the Tories, that because they were the people who opposed the introduction of it in the first place. And without the Labour government introducing the minimum wage in the teeth of the opposition from the people who are now your best friends, then there wouldn't be a minimum wage to increase. I would, however, agree with you on one point, which is we do need to support credit unions. I mean, I support them in a very practical way by volunteering once a week. So does Councillor Lewis. Um, as well. So we can agree on that. But the Labour government supported them in a very real way with Growth Fund, which actually gave money directly to credit unions, which then fed into our local communities. That is now under threat, and we must lobby hard to make sure that that is protected. Thank you very much. Uh, voting on the motion. Those in favour say aye. Those against say no. I declare the motion carried. Motion 14, thank you Manchester, Councillor Richard Lees. Uh, thanks Lord Mayor, I, I think uh, in many respects the issue has already been uh, uh, fully debated yeah, during the course of uh, this morning. I certainly don't want to repeat uh, those things that have been said previously. I think a lot of members will know that on the um, night of the rights in Manchester, I wasn't in the, uh, in the city, I was up in uh, uh, Cumbria and like a lot of people who weren't here were follow, following it on TV, uh, regular phone calls both from uh, 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 Jim Battle and from uh, Jeff Little from the, if you like, the coalface about what was, uh, what was uh, uh, going on and obviously fairly horrified by that. Uh, I, I came back the following morning and so it was overwhelmed by the reaction of Manchester people to what had happened and the determination of Manchester people to make sure that the rioters did not destroy uh, their city. It's an enormous outpouring of pride uh, in the city and I, I think it, it was truly over overwhelming. I think we have a long record as a city of taking adversity and turning it into opportunity. Um, and I, I do think we have an, uh, that opportunity arising out of the riots. I think we have an opportunity to take the love for the city that Mancunians have, take that positive energy and put it into growing the city as we go forward. Uh, one of the ways of beginning to harness that energy is to recognise what people have contributed. And in that sense, this notice of motion is a very, very simple one. As a stage in the process of taking the energy of Manchester people and putting it back into the city, we want to bring people in to uh, say thank you to them. And obviously, to say thank you for what they have done and what they will continue to do. Uh, probably only one issue with this, the number of people who are involved, we, we might actually struggle to get them all in the, uh, uh, the, 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 the town also. We might have to use Albert Square uh, as well, and uh, uh, perhaps we can even have a fun fair if we have some entertainment out in the, uh, um, uh, uh, out in the square. But I think it is important, Lord Mayor, that we do uh, say thank you, and I hope everybody will support this notice of motion. Thank you. Councillor Carney. Uh, move formally. Thank you very much. Voting on the motion, those in favour say aye. Those against say no. I declare the motion carried.
Item 15, motion, fire control centres. Councillor Shannon to move. Yes, thank you, Lord Mayor. This is about a modern, a scandal of modern government. Um, the motion notes the total failure of the previous government's policy of regionalising England's fire control centres, closing all of them to be replaced by nine super centres. Nearly £500 million has been wasted without answering a single fire emergency call nor mobilising a single fire engine. Uh, the new government, both parties, were committed to cancelling the project and they put the contractor on notice and cancelled the project as promised in December. Lord Mayor, the widely publicised report of the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee I think reflects the public um, mood on this, which is that the matter was a scandalous waste of public money and that someone should be held to account for a, a dreadful waste of money. Uh, the committee, whose, whose Labour chair was, was quite scathing in her comments, found that the um, Department of Communities and Local Government, under its previous leadership, failed to secure the cooperation and support of local fire and rescue services, failed to apply effective checks and balances from the start, that their management and oversight of the project was weak, that the department failed to manage delivery of the IT system by the contractor, and that no one in the department has been held accountable, that the project was flawed from the outset, that it's one of the worst cases of project failure the committee has ever seen, that the project was launched too quickly, that the fundamentals of project management continue to be absent, uh, and that the contract was poorly designed and weakly managed by the department. I won't go on. I think that, frankly, is enough extracts from the report to give the Council a flavour of what the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee feels about um, Labour's management of this project. Lord Mayor, fire control staff are professional people who do a good job for the people of Greater Manchester and Manchester. They answer your calls when you dial 999 and they... Uh, tell you what to do in the emergency, have often helped to save lives by doing so, and they, of course, dispatch fire engines to the emergency as quickly as possible. Lord Mayor, these buildings now lie empty, costing £4 million a month, so we're not going to take any lectures on, um, on, on financial probity from the party opposite. Indeed, when we're asking uh, why this happened and did anybody know, um, we can reflect, Lord Mayor, that in 2005 October, which is six years ago, the Lib Dem group on the Fire Authority did table a motion at that time expressing its alarm at the escalating costs of regional control, calling on the Labour government to halt their project for an independent inquiry, and that we believe the location of the centre was best determined by locally elected members and senior fire officers rather than by faceless civil servants in London. Unfortunately, that motion fell, and uh, it, it, one of those who voted against it was, was the current vice chair of the authority. Um, I think Labour politicians need to stop blaming uh, civil servants for what was entirely foreseeable. They need to get a grip and take responsibility for the mess they've created. Lord Prescott, whose policy this was, when asked on the radio, said he took the cowardly way out and he blamed Sir Humphrey. He said that the committee needs to get the civil servant in and tell us why there wasn't information given to ministers to warn them of the scale of the disaster. I think only an incompetent um, minister will, will blame his civil servants when the civil servants are in fact carrying out his policy. Lord Mayor, looking to the future, 
what is there to be learned from this scandal? Um, we hope that um, Labour politicians now, for example, in opposition, I'll take one for example, Sadiq Khan, who was the Labour Fire Minister, who came to open the empty building in Warrington three years ago, which is still there, and it costs 35 grand a week to keep it open, 150 grand a month every month, and it's empty, and it doesn't do anything. So this is a legacy of a really dreadful policy, and the new government has been having to carry on and pick up the pieces from that. Lord Mayor, the final paragraph shows that we believe the people of Manchester are entitled to have a reformed fire control system. No one says the current arrangements are perfect. The, uh, the amount of staffing needs to be looked at. Thankfully, thanks to fire safety, the number of calls to the fire service has roughly halved in the last six years, and that's a cause for celebration. But, but we need to be looking at whether or not it's best to continue to deliver the fire control centre in its current format. And in that um, regard, the five Northwest Fire Authorities, the, the leadership uh, and the chief fire officers of those authorities over the last five years have been uh, pushing hard to continue to work together and uh, those authorities are, with the exception of Merseyside, going to carry on to see if the building in Warrington can be used. We're going to apply to the government for some of the subsidy that they've got available to try to sort out this mess. And I think with all party support across the region uh, and within the fire authority here in Greater Manchester, it is the case that we are looking to uh, pick up the pieces from this dreadful failure uh, and to make the best of it by uh, getting government support where it's available, and I'm very grateful that it is, uh, and moving ahead. But I think, Lord Mayor, this, this fiasco needs to be examined, it needs to be acknowledged, and it would be wrong to let this huge failure go past without comment from the City Council. So I move the motion and, and ask Councillor Jones to second it. Councillor Jones. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Mayor. In seconding this notice of motion, I'd like firstly to pay tribute to the tremendous work the firefighters do across Greater Manchester. I had the privilege on Saturday, September the 17th, to visit a charity car wash at Withington Fire Station with my colleague, Councillor Wheel, at which £237 was raised for the firefighters' charity. Whilst hard-working firefighters can raise £237 for charity, over and above all the hard work that they do tackling fires locally and educating people on fire safety, it is deplorable that the last Labour government could lose £500 million without a penny being spent on frontline services. It's all the more disappointing to be in a we-told-you-so situation. I well remember the Liberal Democrat notice of motion which was debated at the Fire Authority meeting in October 2005. We demanded that owing to the escalating costs of regional control centres, the project was halted until an independent inquiry was held into the public funding. It's a shame that that did not occur. It is a damning indictment that the Public Accounts Committee of the House of Commons should say, quote, this is one of the worst cases of project failure that the committee has seen in many years. The project was flawed from its outset as the Department for Communities and Local Government attempted to impose a single national approach on locally accountable fire and rescue services. Rather than engaging with the services, they excluded them from the decisions about the design of the regional control centres and the proposed IT solutions for those regional control centres. Despite the fact 
that these decisions would leave local services with potentially long-term costs and residual liabilities, to which they had not agreed. Communities and local government launched the project too quickly, citing a number of reasons, but acted without applying basic project approval checks and balances, taking decisions before a business case had been developed, before a project plan or procurement strategy had been put in place and tested amongst the fire services. This led to unrealistic forecast costs and savings, naive over-optimism on whether an IT service could be delivered, and a failure to mitigate the risks attached to the project. Communities and local government demonstrated poor judgment in improving the project and did not provide appropriate checks and balances. The project management failed, the regional centres were built with no IT solution uh, developed. Consultants were making up half the management team but were not managed. There was a convoluted governance arrangement with no clarity on roles or responsibilities. And to date, no individuals have been held accountable for the failure and the waste that was associated with this project. Ultimately, the Secretary of State, John Prescott, should accept his government's policy was flawed and has led to the loss of 500 million without, as I've said, a penny going onto the frontline fire services. I don't enjoy having to say we told you so, but Liberal Democrat members on the Greater Manchester Fire Authority warned that this debacle could happen back in October 2005. It's a shame we weren't listened to, and it's time for John Prescott and successive Labour communities and local government ministers to apologise for this sheer waste of public money. Councillor Curley to move the amendment. Uh, th thanks, Lord Mayor. Th this is a very, very important issue, but it is a bit esoteric as well, particularly for members of the Council who are not uh, involved with uh, the fire authority, and there are a number of us who are, including Henry Cooper, who's actually the Vice Chair, and we've got Tommy Judge and Grace as well. So we've, we've got a, a team that's very interested in making sure that uh, the fire service uh, is recognised for the great job they do, uh, not just in uh, Greater Manchester, but when there's an emergency across the world, they're very quick to respond. Very, very highly, highly talented people. Um, the, the, the reason, Lord Mayor, that uh, we have asked for part of the, uh, um, uh, the motion to be taken out is because it is fairly esoteric, and it does in a way, and I, and I like Paul Shannon, I've said it before in council, but it does, Paul, it's promoting yourself and the issues you raised in 85, and, and that's not the way to go about things. Um, and Brendan, in a way, has, has confirmed my thought processes on that. Now, currently, there's up to £37 million available to take this forward. Uh, we will be supporting every effort to get as much money into the northwest and Manchester, Greater Manchester in particular, uh, as we possibly can. And we're also uh, mindful that if this thing works, it will bring about £700,000 per year saving. Now, we know that's fairly risky. We're, we're not stupid. But nevertheless, that's the drive. We believe we have a good team negotiating. Uh, David Acton, who's the chair, Henry, who's the vice chair, along with other colleagues. Uh, and we think that we have a good team who can secure a service that's uh, fit for purpose, that when people of Greater Manchester and the city in particular ring for fire services, that actually they turn up, turn up in time and turn up as quickly as they can. So 
you know, we, we want this to work. We're keen that it does work and, and become very, very successful. Um, and, and without further ado, Chair, I'll, I'll just move the, the amendment. Thank you. Councillor Fletcher Hackwood to second that. Thank you, Lord Mayor. And um, can I also pay tribute to the work I, of I, Grace? I, I can't hear you at all. You can... Is that better? Thank you. Uh, can I also pay tribute to the work of Grace Manchester Fire and Rescue Service, who uh, played an important role in dealing with the riots, as we've already heard. I'm happy to second this amendment as the original motion represents one of the greatest exercises in irrelevance that I've seen for a while, and I say that as somebody who sits facing the Liberal Democrat group. <laughs> Councillor Shannon referred to the scandal of modern government. I could point out that the real scandal of modern government is this government and its shameful public sector cuts. I could point out that the former chairman of the Fire Authority, soon to be former councillor for Russia, seems to be scraping... <laughs> seems to be scraping the bottom of the barrel for things he can say to this council that he actually believes since his party in Parliament became the enablers for the Tory government. However, um, since I've got the opportunity to speak, I'd like to use it to remind members of something rather more important uh, to Greater Manchester Fire Service than the Manchester Lib Dems pointless claptrap. The Fire Safety Protection of Tenants Bill is back before Parliament next week, having actually been put forward by a Lib Dem MP, but having been dismissed by the relevant minister from the Tory Lib Dem coalition when it was put forward just under a year ago. Uh, this bill would require all private landlords to install smoke alarms in their properties prior to renting them out. Uh, given that the national installation of 2.5 million smoke alarms under the last Labour government contributed significantly to a 57% reduction in accidental fire deaths over five years, this bill, if enacted, will save the lives of countless residents of Greater Manchester, not to mention millions of pounds of the fire, for the fire service and the NHS and other services. So in a somewhat unusual spirit of bipartisan co cooperation, I would urge all members and members of the public to contact their MPs and ask them to support this bill as this, uh, sorry, as both Tony Lloyd and John Leach have already done, as along with the bidding for further investment still to be done by the Labour-led Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue Authority, this will do more good for Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue Service and for the people of Manchester and Greater Manchester than the Liberal Democrats' tedious carping about the past. Thank you very much. Um, I've had no indications, therefore, Councillor Shannon, if you wish the right route. Thank right you, Lord Mayor. Down. Yes, could I congratulate both Grace and, and Kevin on their maiden speeches? They were, as, as people would say on Twitter, totes amaze. Well done. Um, I have to say I'm disappointed with the quality of the amendment um, because far from being pointless claptrap or tedious carping, um, which is what I suppose is one approach to take if you're responsible for spending £500 million on the emergency services without achieving anything at all. Uh, that probably would be the approach you would take if, if, if you had, were on such weak ground. Lord Mayor, I was disappointed not to hear from the, the Vice Chair of the Authority who voted down the warnings he was given. I think he should be telling us why he endorsed this wasteful project from the start and throughout. Uh, and I hope that he's uh, better able to, to speak loudly when he's uh, outside Greater Manchester representing us. In terms of what Basil said, I would take it. I also like Basil, and I'm very pleased that he likes me. And I know, though, that he doesn't. I know, Chair, Lord Mayor, that he 
he, he doesn't uh, like it when I talk about this, but I'm going to have to say that I would attach more weight to what he said if in the 28 months that he'd been a member of the authority, he had attended even one, one of the quarterly meetings when we meet Manchester's seven fire station managers and find out what Manchester needs from Greater Manchester's Fire Authority. So when Basil starts attending those meetings and backing Manchester, that's when I listen to Basil. Um, Looking further at the amendment, Lord Mayor, uh, Councillor Fletcher Hackwood was at pains to highlight that the authority is now Labour-led. I have to be absolutely honest and say that given what actually happened to the Labour leader of the authority who followed me, given the widely publicised expenses, scandal and fondness for first-class rail travel that forced his resignation in disgrace, I'd keep fairly quiet about, about Labour-led fire and rescue authority just at the moment, and I'd ask the Labour members to concentrate on rebuilding the damage that they've caused to the authority's repu reputation. Lord Mayor, the, the problem with the amendment as well is that it deletes all of the paragraphs that allow us to learn from Labour's failure in government. It is quite something to spend half a billion pounds. That's a quarter of the total annual cost of the fire service spent with no return. Um, and so I well understand Councillor Fletcher Hackwood, who wasn't party to it, who's arrived full of enthusiasm and wants to forget about it all. But history will show that Labour politicians the Labour politicians have a great deal to answer for and should be held accountable for their failures. It's not esoteric, Basil. You pick up 999 and an operator answers the phone and sends a fire engine and gives you fire safety advice. That's not esoteric and it's not a relevant claptrap, Grace. Lord Mayor, I'm going to conclude by asking Council to uh, support the motion. The party opposite have lost the authority to comment on the economy. The Labour government spent public money like water and is now unwilling again to take responsibility. They're never again to be trusted on the fire service nor on the economy. They wasted half a billion pounds with no return. They should apologise and they should feel ashamed. Lord Mayor, I move the motion. I will now put the amendment. Those in favour of the amendment say aye. Those against say no. The amendment is carried. Voting on the amendment as the substantive motion, those in favour say aye, and those against say no. I declare the amended motion to be carried. Thank you all very much. That concludes the business of this meeting, and I declare it closed.